Hi, we have our two um, guests, our main guests here, so I think we can start with the space. Yeah, yeah, you can start. Okay. Okay, so good evening to everybody. I hope everyone is having a good week as usual. I hope everyone is being safe out there on the streets. Okay, so welcome to another session on your mind day space, the esports edition. And our last space, we learned about the impact of esports on the life of a player. And we got so many key points from uh, our guest on board. And anyone who missed out on that previous piece can check out our Twitter handle so that you can listen to the recording or the playback of that particular educational session. Okay, so today we are talking about esports and the side hustles. Um, I would... I would prefer a my co-host to, to break down uh, our topic for us today. So Sly, I think uh, I'll hand over to you, then you do the introductions and break down our topic for us. All right, all right. Uh, thank you, Kalu. Good evening once again to all our wonderful listeners who have been with us since day one till now. It's still the Your Minding podcast, and we hope you are enjoying each and every uh, Thursday session that we bring to you. So uh, just like Alu said, this this week, uh, Thursday evening, we have another interesting topic: esports and its side hustle. So yeah, esports and its side hustle. So um, I think we can break it down into two. For esports, I feel like everybody now knows what esports is. If you still don't know what esports is, it's electronic sports. And for the side hustles, yeah, for side hustles, I think it's also self-explanatory. So maybe you are into one thing. You are maybe a farmer, but then you've got you've got things that you do on the side. So you're a farmer, but let's see, you sell you sell some pants or some books or uh, slippers. Like you are you're a trader too on the side. So you've got a main thing that you are doing, but you've got side hustles to it. But this time around, with the esports and the side hustles, we want a side hustle that is related uh, to esports. So in the sense that your side hustle that you are doing you were able to get that knowledge or the, that training from, from the eSports segment. That is why uh, this time around, we've got two very interesting guests on, on the space today who have a lot of experience. And I'm sure they also have some, some side hustles that they like to share that from eSports they've been able to, to venture into. So uh, with, without wasting my time on the, on the intro, I'd like to uh, welcome everybody once again. And then our guest speakers, uh, for, for our first guest speaker, Mr. Kobna Mensah, he's the vice president of the Esports Association of Ghana. And um, I think he's also a, a good candidate for, for this kind of topic because he's been in the esports space for a very long time. Well, let me not spill too much of the beans. Let me just introduce him and you, you'll see for yourself. So, uh, Mr. Kobna, if you're here with us, uh, good evening to you. Yeah, good evening to you. Uh, um, thank you very much for the opportunity. And um, a good evening to our listeners as well. Um, yeah, so um, I'm hoping this is going to be a very uh, educative, cordial, respectful um, um, discussion. I mean, um, I, I always say that, um, I mean, the, 
video gaming and esports, right, um, has evolved so fast, you know, over the past, let's say, 15 to 20 years. I mean, um, I started gaming a very, very long time ago. And um, um, probably when I was very young, around eight. And uh, I think that is what has carried me through in terms of my interest, you know, in video gaming and then, you know, now esports. Um, I mean, with regard to my work in esports, particularly in Ghana, um, it started around somewhere in 2006 uh, when I was in uni. Uh, we used to play competitively, you know. Um, I think it got it got it got a bit serious at, at the time, especially between the different halls in uh, Key and USD. Uh, you know, started off as you know just local rivalries, you know, just playing each other and and. We used to pull a bit of a crowd, right? So I think when I got out of uni, I was looking for opportunities to commercialize it, at least on the as a side. Um, now more than ever, I don't think you can you can you can treat esports as a side hustle if you want to succeed because of just the pure um, uh, um, talent density and how the industry. I mean, you need a very uh, to excel in a game, you know, as an esports professional, you need um, to invest a lot of time in it. But not to digress. Um, so, I mean, stemming from there, I think we've had some opportunities to commercialize the space in Ghana. Um, we are still in, in the transition. I mean, over 10 years of work. And, um, I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's so much to talk about. So, basically, that's an introduction about, about, about me and my work. Um, I think I met Chrissy Ford you know, along the line, and uh, we, we, we've succeeded in, you know, building some white-label events, um, also uh, trying to organize the space in policy uh, through the eSports Association. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of work to be done. But to your topic, um, um, I don't think I'd like to, at this, at this stage, you know, of, you know, my... Uh, my my time in esports, I would like to view it as uh, a side hustle. Um, um, I think if if you look at, I mean, you can look at it in two ways, right? For mainstream esports uh, professionals or semi professionals, right? Um, it's it's you know as you get to the top, okay, because um, the opportunity to commercialize, you know, uh, yourself in terms of making money, you know, stems from a few areas. So, for example, you could follow a very, um, you could follow a path of, you know, being a successful professional, okay, and and that involves um, participating in um, events on the local level, you know, obviously excelling, you know, at a very very high level, and then also um, um, trying to carry over that success into the international scene, right? So, so what happens is that if you if you take a very generic or um, very generic or uh, a, a role model kind of um, uh, uh, what do you call it a career. You realize that um, those who end up really succeeding and taking this to the next level are esports professionals who you know obviously win at the highest levels, right? You can talk about the Sonic Foxes, you can talk about uh, uh, Neen or you know all these kind of guys, right? And then, based on that, they can pivot on that, and then you know start to you know maybe run streams. You know because of their popularity within the scene or within that niche uh, esports scene, they're able to draw more attention, right? And then we also have what we call the the prosumers or um, 
uh, content creators, right? So, so for the content creators, you could be more like a mid-level kind of guy, or probably you, you don't even play as competitively, but you are great at you know just uh, creating content, right? And um, you know you could pivot to that, and then you know you could access that esports segment because obviously they'll be very interested in your um, in in the content that you produce, and then you could pick one that as well. So it's, it's a lot of um, um, a lot of hard work. So so I wouldn't want to, like I said, I wouldn't want to talk about it in terms of um, it being um, a side hustle. Um, it, if, if if it's something that you're serious about um, pursuing, then you you'd have to really go in hundred uh, go in a hundred percent. Right. So, so I think these are my general thoughts. Right. So I'll allow you to be asking questions so that it's a more interactive uh, session. And then, you know, we could delve more into, you know, different, different aspects. Of, uh, yes, um, yeah. Hello, Mr. Kovina. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like to chip in something because from what you are saying, um, mm -hmm. it, I think it's different from the topic because it's esports okay. and it's side hustles. Is we okay. are seeing esports as a side hustle. We are we are trying to um get information on like side hustles that can be gotten from esports. Like oh uh, okay yeah 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 okay 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 that's understood okay okay that's understood okay well I mean I mean for um what do you call it from from the makeup of the the current uh, esports ecosystem, you know, uh, globally, right? I think that, I mean, there are, there are a lot of areas that you can look at in terms of uh, the, the value chain or the stages at which you can you can derive some value from from it, you know. And um, I think the, the the ones that I'm very familiar with is um, organizing of tournaments, right? Um, as a TO, um, in that aspects right you could look at the global anatomy of esports as it is right so the the total revenue that's generated in esports okay around 70 to 80 percent of it comes from sponsorship right so i think the main theme with this if we want to just consider uh the kind of business the kind of businesses or hustles that can sprout out of the esports economy right will rely even for the players, for event organizers, for for any stakeholder that wants to be within that scene, right? Would have to be able to build a brand for themselves. And they, they can leverage, you know, value from those the brand that they build from themselves by attracting some of this sponsorship money. Obviously, um, in terms of maturity of the our local scene, we are not there yet because the, the brands don't trust uh, um, the esports components as 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 uh, uh, we would want it to be, right? But obviously, there are, there are ways that we could talk about uh, if we delve deeper as to how we can reach that pedestal where you know brands are going to trust the different components and be able to invest uh, uh, money into it so that we can we can also make something off of it. Yeah. So I mean, you can ask away so that we could we could delve deeper. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, with, with what you just said, I think um the way um Kalu came in and they made you at least differentiate between those two. I think that that was really important. So we we in the sense that for mm -hmm. those who are for those who are engaged into esports, like yeah. let's say I, I I should use myself as an example. I'm I'm always at 
uh, esports tournaments. I see these organizers, but for myself, mm-hmm. I've been able to outcall. Uh, I've been able to generate a side hustle as well out of esports. Because sure. if you don't know me, I'm a shoutcaster and a commentator, so I use my voice a lot. So I so I thought if it's it's esports that made me um, use my voice, so what else can I use my voice for? So. There, there was this time I, I was at an event. There was no MC. Then just like that, I became an MC for, for an event. For people who are graphic designers, maybe, yeah, for graphic designers, like you started just creating your own thumbnails, your own um, artwork for, for these esports events. You created some some nice pictures for these esports events. They, they can just turn into side hustles for you. You yeah. can start doing it for other uh, esports related stuff so i i think that was uh, exactly what, what carlo was trying to say so um mr Coburn, i just wanted to ask that yeah. since your from your time being being still being in 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 the esports scene have you gotten something that from from esports that you've been able to do something else with so maybe you're a tournament organizer you were able to learn something from esports that you've been able to use somewhere else that uh, not in esports but you got it from esports and then you're able to use it from to uh, somewhere else and then it, it benefited you yeah 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 i mean i mean um you know, like being in the gaming community obviously i think one thing that it really uh gave me was uh, the opportunity to interact with people right so um i think you know right now right now for as a full-time job i'm a program manager right and um um, it just gives you, you know, as a TO, like you begin to really apply yourself in terms of, you know, managing projects, like conceptualizing them and actually actualizing those yeah. kind of projects, right? So, so generally, yes, esports gives you a lot, right? And and um, I think um, even to just digress a bit, right? Like um, whenever as a TO, okay, whenever we used to have issues about inviting like younger our, our younger um, um, uh, uh, patrons, right? Whenever they had issues getting permission to come to esports events, and I've spoken to a, a whole lot of parents about some of these things, right? Um, some of them will get their mothers to call me and be like, "Game way, I'm going to then for so also." But uh, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, their conversations go the same way. I tell them, look, I mean, esports is an opportunity for you know, like, like, um, um, young people to compete at a higher level. Right. I mean, if, if you consider, you know, competitive sports as it is, right, it's only just a few people who are talented, who have the physical talents or who just have, you know, uh, um, the, the genes to, you know, develop into high level, you know, sports competitors. So they are the small section of people who derive a lot from, you know, learning about teamwork, learning about uh, uh, compet- uh, competing at a high level, being able to control yourself, you know, uh, uh, being able to, you know, maybe deal even with certain cases of anxiety, right? But esports just widens that spectrum because, like, as I said, even if you're not good at the game, you get the opportunity to, one, interact with people, two, compete at that level, uh, and develop that self-confidence, you know, be able to express yourself, right? So, I mean, um, throughout throughout my time, you know, in, in the scene as well, you realize that there are some people who are just they are just afraid of losing, right? With esports, you know, you're giving your mind to the game. Um, I mean, there's there's more opportunity for you to just come out there and compete. Even if you lose, you learn something about it, you know, or you learn something from it, you become more resilient, right? So, generally. 
I can say, like, for me, it was, I mean, gave me a lot, right? Um, and, and of course, I'm applying those same skill sets in my mainstream jobs, job as well. So, so yeah, you, you could you could get a lot, right? And and I think you gave a very good example, right? That I mean, as a shoutcaster, um, you know, you um, um, you 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 know, you just build the confidence, right? Because you go to all these multiple events and you you just get the opportunity to to just speak to a very wide audience, you know, express yourself, you know, and, and it, it doesn't just apply to esports, right? It, I mean, it's easy for you to even transfer those same skills to, you know, other, other, you know, situations. So that's, that's a good thing, right? So, so yeah, um, um, esports will offer a lot of opportunities, especially for young people, be, be, because that's, um, they are the set of people that will own the space, right? If, if you consider, um, I mean, over over our years in the Esports Association, over over seventy five percent of the people that attend our events are below the age of 35, 35 years. So um, you can see that this it, it attracts a very young group of people, right? So I mean, um, yeah, um, uh, it, it's a great example you gave. Um, obviously, for for myself, I mean, I've been able to get all these skills and. Yeah, I've been able to develop that personality, you know, um, um, uh, skills to be able to interact with people, you know, how to manage situations, how to manage events, how to manage projects. Yeah, uh, I got I got something of value from from all those experiences. Yeah, interesting, brilliant, brilliant. Th- thank you for thank you for answering those questions. I think we we've, we've all learned a lot from you. I'm sure a lot of people on the space right now have have some questions for you. But let me let me move now to our other guest speaker who. Also, um, I, I will call him an, an esports enthusiast because I feel like he really um, enjoys enjoys doing esports. So, um, Vegante is also a streamer. He's also um, a, a streamer, engineer, voice actor, also. So, um, Vegante, if you are here with us, uh, good evening to you. Hello. Good evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good evening. Um, so, so we're, we're just discussing the main topic there. As uh, Mr. Kobnau was saying, how you can derive something from esports and then and then use it somewhere else. Well, what what about you? Since you got into the esports scene, what have you been able to derive that that you used as a side hustle? Um, that is hard to. That is actually hard for me to pinpoint because. Uh, I'm not, um, I wouldn't consider myself to be more of a general case because I had a lot of things going on for well, me. Well, fine. You, you can use other examples that you've seen too. That I, other examples that I've seen. Um, okay. I do, I can actually figure out one of them. Um, I, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about being antisocial specifically because um, as for as far as that goes uh, definitely online games help you be more social but I personally don't think it's in the way everybody thinks um, it's more like you get more of an opportunity in the first place to interact with people that you have no idea who they are it, it, it doesn't necessarily make you more social but it it does make you more make you socialize more comfortably 
so I would say in that, um, a good example is actually being able to being able to do things like be present in front of a stage or in front of a group of people whilst being able to uh, maintain your composure or your calm. I would say that's one thing that is pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good skill to develop from participating in esports because uh, as Kobra said earlier, it does help you to some extent deal with things like uh, anxiety, which is very true. If you lose enough times or if you're put into an uncomfortable situation multiple times, um, you become comfortable with it. And that happens a lot in video games, although people don't necessarily want to admit that. Mm. Yeah, it, it happens a lot. I must agree with you on that one. But, uh, you know, um, the, last, the last time I spoke to you, you had told me you were a voice actor. Did you... Um, know that you could you could become a voice actor even before you got into the esports space or it was because of the esports space that you knew you, you could become a voice actor uh it was premeditated before i started participating in esports okay 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 yeah but but you've been able to use that voice acting in esports as well yeah i use it to complement my streaming but it, it's not um necessarily if you're talking about side hustles specifically from esports, uh, I graduated as an engineer. I do voice acting as a freelancing thing. So I wouldn't really call those more side jobs because it feels like, uh, to me, uh, to me, because I started by playing, um, I started by doing these things before playing video games. And I had to make an active decision or an active choice to participate in tournaments or to compete. Uh, it, it would seem like esports was more of the side hustle than the other things that I was doing. Okay, okay. So, so what would you call um, for, for yours? Yours, yours was premeditated. You knew that before you went for going to esports. But now, what would you call someone who isn't? Who was who didn't know anything about probably let's say graphic designing and then he got yeah. into esports and now he's become um like he's been able to design some artwork or those uh, flyers that go around for esports tournaments or whatever else and then he's been able to generate out of that he's been able to do other things for other events non esports related w would you also would you now then classify that as um, a side hustle from esports? Um, that wouldn't be a side hustle at all. I, I would actually call it genuinely the guy's job because he's a graphic designer, right? Mm -hmm. That means if you tell him to design um, something for a tournament, if you tell him to make a design for... I would call that he's... That would be him just doing his job. Um, but um, because of the nature of esports and the culture surrounding it, what it most likely does instead is that it allows him to create things with a, with a different style or with a different approach. Mm -hmm. So, because if somebody's constantly be doing, been doing, um, if someone's constantly be doing church posts, for example, like church flyers and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and dealing with real, real people, taking shots of real people, um, cutting people out um, on actual pictures, it becomes sort of different when it, uh, you're using Photoshop to use effects, trying to make things a little bit more radical than they would have seemed, trying to be more dynamic with your edits. So I would say it would give a different style or a different approach that would make the person more marketable 
but that would be more so seen as the person's job than his side hustle. Do you get me? Yeah, I, I get you. Interesting. I'm sure um, a lot of people might have uh, diverse views on that. But uh, I thank you for the granted. I think there are other speakers also want to, want to chip in. But I, I really like the angle that you're attacking the question with. I'm sure uh, maybe we'll be able to get some questions. But um, Vespa is also a, a shoutcaster and a commentator from Ghana who's just joined us. I think he also has got a question or, or a suggestion in there. Vespa, if you're here with us, good evening. Hi, Tom. Hello. Good evening to everyone. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can hear you. Uh, great, 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 great. So, yes, I'm actually following the conversation and it's quite a joy hearing the diverse angles that all these are coming from. And I think I'll just want to add to that quickly. Um, so, yes, I'm a shoutcaster in a moment. And, well, what do I have and what type of so before coming into um, what uh, in Hustle was, um, I mean, I'm into graphics. I'm into graphic designing and also the, you know, installation. Okay. Of... That is what I do on my main side. So coming into shoutcasting, or sorry, coming into esports, um, you know, it just happened. I've told this story several times over. I was in a game or in a gaming community platform or let's say WhatsApp group where I got the opportunity to see the call for shoutcaster um, that was published in the group. And so I realized that I've always felt that I have a voice that could actually be used um, in this particular. So I took the opportunity, went in there, and lo and behold, here I am today um, on almost all of these major esports events alongside Climor as well, my very able partner. So now, after coming into esports, I, you know, I have found my voice account. I realized that, okay, so that means I can use this voice elsewhere. I mean, so through our connection with people in this, in, I mean, in this industry, I got the opportunity to actually start doing voiceovers. I got the opportunity to start seeing them. I got the opportunity to um, actually be a host for uh, one very prestigious quiz in this country. It's uh, the Ghana Gas National Quiz. All this connect actually came from um, esports, actually. Uh, I got to connect with people. And so this angle I'm coming from is the fact that you may have a skill, okay, but then coming into esports affords you the opportunity to connect with other people with whom you can actually extend your skill set and actually, you know, get jobs to do, get gigs to do, whether with your main main job or with whatever you're coming into esports with. I hope I hope um, I'm being clear on this. Yeah, yeah, surely, surely. Yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, um the angle you also, you also went at is, is, is really, really good that in the sense that you've also used your skill sets that you've derived from doing um, um being esports to be able to also do other things as well. So thank you, Vespa. For for now, if you've got any question and then you're listening on the space or if 
Uh, if you've got any question and you're listening on the space, you can just request for the mic. We'll give you a chance to speak. Or if you've got a suggestion to also chip in as well, we can we'll give you the mic to also come and speak. If you just joined us, this is the Your Mind Day podcast, the esports edition. Every Thursday we bring to you. Today's main topic we are discussing is the esports, uh, esports and its side hustle. So how have you been able to derive something from esports and then and then use it to benefit yourself in, in other aspects of your life? Maybe you, you do are doing something else else with esports. Yeah, Vespa, I can hear you. You're, you are doing something in something okay. um, in can I can I come in? Yeah, sure, no problem. Oh okay, yeah. I mean um um so so I mean I see where the conversation is going, right? And um yeah. I just wanted to add this. Okay. I think generally um what what i would you know actually advise a general advice is that um you know because of our you know social cultural constructs okay particularly in ghana right uh um a lot of the time you whenever you put as you're growing especially when you you're about to finish uni you know and enter the job market right it's very likely that you want to drop you know video gaming right as an interest or as a hobby right um I, w- I would i would advise against that <laughs> and and the reason and the reason i would advise against that is okay apart from all those passive you know uh, um benefits that you can have like improving your hand-to-eye coordination you know just being able to deal with anxiety particularly when you attend a lot of you know uh esports events because essentially they are social events right um it also gives you a lot of opportunity to network okay and and by this what i mean is this okay like I said, you know, when we gathered uh, the data um, over the past, let's say, uh, six, seven years regarding a lot of the events that we organize as an association, you realize that about 50% of the of the people that attend the events already work in tech jobs. Okay. So so what does that tell you, right? You have one, uh, um, more, than, more than 75% of those people being at the 35 and then half of those, okay, same group of people working in, in tech jobs. So what I can say, especially for uh, young, very young video gamers, okay, particularly those passing out of university and all that, it's actually a very good opportunity to uh, network, right? Because there are common interests there. Uh, it becomes easy for you to exploit or take advantage of mentorship, uh, um, men- mentorship opportunities, right? From, from guys in the, just in the ecosystem. Okay, myself, I used to attend events, you know, attend events, organize events, okay, and I've made a lot of friends, particularly, you know, it's so funny that um, a lot of the, the very young friends that I have, I met through video gaming, right? So I'm, I'm pushing, I'm three years from 40 now, right? I have friends who are 10 years younger than I am. I have friends who are 15 years younger than I am. And most of them I met in, 90% of them I met in uh, video gaming events, right? So so what I can say is like um, the social benefits, okay, from, you know, being within the gaming community. And, and I say gaming community in tandem with esports is that that's what esports culture is built on, community, right? So... Uh, and as much as you'd want to extract something from it as a side hustle, there are all these other passive benefits, like I just I just stated. So it's important that you look in those aspects as well. Thank you.
All right. Um, can I resume? I'm sorry for the interruption. I had a call coming to you. Uh, Hello. Am I allowed to speak now? Can you hear me? President, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. Um, okay. So, all right. So, my name is Chrissy Hayford. Um, I have to be the president um, of Esports Association Ghana. Well, it's a big title and big shoes to wear, but I'm wearing it in a way. Anyway, it's good to have this conversation. I, 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 when the topic came, I was so much interested about it. Um, well, side hustles within the esports space. Well, I will always say that a lot has been said by Kwabna and others. Vespa and all the other guys. Um, the first point I would like to make is that um, esports pivot on your career, passion, and anything that you want to drive. That's the amazing thing about esports. So, for instance, if you are a doctor, you can pivot on esports. How can an, a doctor pivot on esports? They are certain peculiars with friends who are forsake and stuff like that. You can decide to become an esports doctor. Look into the space. What kind of illness, what kind of problems do people have? And if you are already practicing as a doctor, right, and you are in the esports space, you start calling yourself esports doctor. Everybody will be referring back to you. So that, in a way, is will become a side hustle but will eventually become a major hustle or a major so i see side hustles as smaller stuff that you do aside your main job but eventually can become your main hustle because your side hustles gives you quicker money all right so for me like this i'm a graphic designer I work within the esports space i get to do other stuff aside esports but Within that same space in esports, I get to do other side hustles. Okay, live streaming, um, doing overlays, graphic, posters, everything that it goes with it. So you can always pivot on something that you you are really into and into the gaming space. This is how you should see the gaming space. It's just like another world out there. Everything within the world also needs services and products within it. So, for instance, teams need apparels, designs. Teams need lawyers. Teams need contracts. Teams need um, um, business proposals. If you are good in writing blogs, you can easily do a side hustle writing articles on esports for an esports agency or an esports media. That is a side hustle. If you know how to talk, Yes, you can do analysis. Look, we are even, I see Shark, Slimo and Westpadems are shoutcasters. But apart from shoutcasting, do you know we have something called Observer? It's like the VAR in esports. An Observer takes a critical analysis of the game and watch if people are cheating or not cheating. What is happening here is he even doesn't talk. 
we haven't even gotten there, right? So, you knowing the game, getting yourself into the esports, there are bridges upon bridges of side hustles you could work. I'm, I'm, I'll try to speak broadly and connect as many um, examples that I can. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, 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 apparel designs. If you are into into, if you are a designer, you can easily venture. You, because you are a gamer, you may know almost all gamers in different esports outfits. Not only even catering for esports teams. You can decide to talk to your fellow gamers. Hey, guys, I can do your name on a T-shirt and print it and service, bring it to you. I will charge you 50 Ghana cities. That is a service. But you need to put your, out, yourself out there, right? That's nice side hustle. When, when Slymore them saw the, uh, a space that is needed to be, they called and said, hey guys, Charlie, we can do shortcasting, we can do this. And now, shortcasting has become a phenomenon. Previously, when we used to do events, we don't do shortcasting. But now, almost every event, there's a shortcasting. It hasn't gotten lucrative, but it's giving them exposure. It's giving them longevity in the space. It's giving them experience they can build that if an international something call-up come up, easily they are there. It's not like they have shortcasted for one event. They've done it over and over and over again and again. Um, let me talk about tutorials. This morning when I was coming to work, I was thinking about what short hustle can a mere gamer if you are a gamer in your neighborhood, gather the children. In fact, do a small flyer. Go to house to house. Tell the parents to let their children come and sign up for a gaming camp, boot camp in your house with your PlayStation. Only one place in one TV. You can do a boot camp in your neighborhood. Charge each child five, 50 Ghana cities or 30 Ghana cities for two weeks intensive course on FIFA. That is a side hustle. So it's only limited to your imagination how, how, what you want to do with your side hustle. It's not only about playing the game. How many tournaments can we organize? So if we don't organize a tournament, you are with uh, as a gamer and as I don't want to also talk about um, streaming and um, content creation. That is there. I want to talk about practical stuff that one can do aside just being, being a gamer. Many people want to build their YouTube channel. But do you know that you can actually stream for somebody, somebody's channel and get paid? So all of us here, okay, there are teams in Ghana here who, are, who have YouTube channels lying dormant. So... Write to them, write to Pray Province. I will stream for you every week on this day from five to six, two hours. I will charge you 50 Ghana CDs for two hours. I will charge you 100 Ghana CDs for two hours. If you are doing 50 Ghana CDs for four days in a week, how many? That is 200 Ghana CDs in a week times four times a month. How much is that? That is side hustle. They are influencers. They all these. Uh,
Yeah, so um, I'm sorry once again for the abrupt end to the space. Uh, where we're, enjoy- we're all enjoying the space, and then it, it, it just ended. So if, if you are just joining us, I think all, all of you are returning uh, listeners. So we want to say thank you for, for joining the uh, back on the space. It's still uh, the Your Mind Day podcast on on Twitter, but you can also follow us, uh, listen on Spotify as well and on YouTube. So it's still esports and it's side hustles where we're getting to hear from. We got to hear from our main guest speakers, Vegante and Mr. Kobna Menta, where we are still trying to get them uh, back on to be able to continue with what they were saying. We also heard from Vespa, the likes of Vespa, the president of the esports association of Ghana, Mr. Christian. A lot of other people who are who are speaking who are speaking to us, but um, let's 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 keep on going. I'm, I'm sure our host will do, do everything he can to be able to get them on board. So we're just speaking about um esports and this side hustles and how um, I think I think the president of the esports association of Ghana was just uh, highlighting on how you can channel your your main uh, your main should I say your main hustle and then and then blend it. Within within the esports, I think I think you made that scenario where if you're a doctor and then you you are, you are into esports, you be, you could become an esports doctor where you could you could um address esports related injuries and then other stuff like that. So that that was I think his main his main thing. So now I just want to ask uh, who's if he's following um, um Carl, if, if you are on here with us, what what side hustles have you also gotten from uh, um, being in esports? I know you've also been in in the scene for quite a while now. Oh, okay. From um, from all that our guests and other people on the other speakers on the space have said, um, I think it's it's been very much enlightening to me. For esports, I would say some of the side hustles I've been able to develop is let me see. Through esports, I've been able to teach some people how to play FIFA because I think that's the main um, game that I know how to play very well. So through um, esports, I've been able to make some some um, reasonable amount of cash from helping people to learn how to play FIFA, and also. Um, it's it's helped me a lot in content creation, gave me a lot of ideas. Um, when I ventured into esports, first I used to do all this um, videography and photography and all that. But when I entered into esports, it had me following some particular kind of people and watching how they edit their videos, watching how they make their transitions and all that. And it helped me in real life because now anytime I have a project, I have to do something about content creation, something about editing. I make reference to what I've learned from those people. Yeah. And also, I can say um, eSports has also helped me. Yeah, it's, it seems like seems like we've lost Kali there. But, um... All right, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, so I, I, want, I want to tell you a story. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Most, most, most of you watch, every one of you knows about um, science and mass craze, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, 
some years back, I think about five or six years back. I watched the live stream of Times of Masquerade and I saw that it was poorly, like the overlays were not done well and stuff like that. And since I've learned, these are, when, it, when I talk about overlays, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is esports, we do a lot of overlays. You know, like the designs on screen, we call it on screen enhancers for live streams, you understand. So those are graphics that are learned in gaming, you know. And so I, by that time, I and a partner were starting up a Studio AD, and I put up a proposal. We went to see the, those who organized the Tansen Masquerade. And ever since then, we've been doing the streaming for Science and Masquerade. That side hustle, right, idea came from gaming. A lot of the things we do, I, I've done um, 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 Ghana Music Awards um, for, for Vodafone, big conferences, and all these is because of esports. Because I keep learning stuff from the gaming space. I keep learning stuff from the esports space. So when I'm watching an esports tournament, any international, I'm not only watching for the fun of it. I'm watching the production, how everything is going, how everything, the design, the cleanliness, you know, everything, how the things has been arranged on stage. And you see that every time I get a chance to do something, I'm testing it out to see how it goes. At that time, they didn't, um, back to Science and Mouse Grace, they didn't have um, live score on, it, on, 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 the, on the stream. I developed a system for live score, and even up to today, that is what we use. Every year, I have to change the live score, you understand? And this is something I learned from gaming. You get it. I learned from the esports space. That is a side hustle, you know. And now, the the my partner's business is one of the big, I mean, big, big, big live streaming frames in Ghana now. You get it. And it's because one of my knowledge and my skill set I learned in esports, and I can say that anywhere, anyhow, we've done events from after. Banks, to, we've done streaming for Echo Bank. Name, name a company in Ghana here we haven't streamed for. Even for the office of the president, we have streamed for them before. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I remember the first time I streamed for where Kufo came was at Kuntise, the satellite. They came to launch some, this thing, they called us to come and stream there, Charlie. And within that streaming space, I also we we came to learn which network is best for which area. We know if you mention a, an area, I will say this place is wonderful, this place is line. So we, we had almost every network, self line, Vodafone, MTN, MTN, Ebonet, every kind of gadget. And most of it, at that time, two years ago, I was tallying out spaces and where where which network was better but um along the line <laughs> i just forgot about it but that is to say that you know you you come into the space learning about your passion in the game but it eventually gives you inroads into different hustles you know and hustles are hard work 
it's not like hustles are not cheap work. They are hard work. It's the hardest of the work you have to do to, to become your main hustle. You know? Because we all talk about hey, we are all hustling, hustling. What is real hustle? The real hustle is work. Proper work. And you have to let some of these things you are like Kalu is saying, he has to watch watch other people's videos, watch other people's channel. And that is learning the hard way and implementing it. Another idea I uh, when I what I was sharing before the line went off. As an ordinary gamer, uh, what can you do apart from tournament? Yes, the you have to Imagine the future, what the future will be like 20, 30 years from now and start building yourself now. So some of the things you want to do, you will not get the benefit now, but in time, you will get it. Look, internet will become so affordable. The service will become so cheap and all that. If you want to build an IP, that is intellectual property. People turn on esports. You have to start it now. And some of the things it will start from side side hustle. You know, you you may not get money for doing the side hustle now. You know, I know one of the guys, uh, Babushka or something. He's a graphic designer. He does most of the graphic design stuff for some of the esports events. And I know how difficult it is for graphic designers, but He's doing it. I myself, I did a graphic design for for Africa Esports Championship. At the end of the day, my name was out there. When somebody wanted something to be done, they called me internationally and said, hey, we want you to do this design for them. I quickly have to set up a PayPal account to receive my money from that side. You understand? So side hustles in esports is only limited to your imagination. You just have to understand where the trends are going, look at the pop culture, and then tune yourself into it. Develop stuff that your your colleagues need so that you can sell it to them, even if it's for a small amount of money. You know, if you can get that done, that is cool. Yes, YouTube, Twitch, and others are there. One of the things I was going to say about is your friend has a YouTube channel. He needs to get monetization, so he needs a lot of streaming hours on his thing. Why don't you tell him, pay me this amount of money so I can stream for you? You are also trying to get your YouTube channel. It will take you five years to get 1,000. So why don't you stream for somebody? If they are playing, you understand? That is what I am right now trying Okay, I have internet, I can stream for you. I can stream from maybe 10 to 12 or 10 to 1 a.m. on your channel. And this is an advertisement. If you want to do it on your channel for you, stream what content, you tell me the content, I'll stream for you. You pay me this X amount of money. That is for gamers. It's not that you always have to stream on your channel to get visibility. You can decide to get paid by streaming for some other person's channel. Yes, if you 
your channel. The only problem is that look, the content creation channel space is choked, especially on YouTube. What can find here in your thousand views? Yes, you can get it, but the work you need to do, yes, you can get it unless you have a special niche that you are trying to build a lot of promotions and all that. I'm not saying it's not good, it is good if you want to build your own channel. You need to have a personality, a persona behind it. You can't just stream, just streaming video content, video game content with no face, with no voice attached to it. If that's the case, there's a lot of Twitch. We can all go and watch Twitch. But if I want to come to your channel to come and watch your content, you have to have something that I will want to have. That's a special niche. And as I said, the content channel funnel in, in, in on YouTube or in the, it's, it's a bit joke. So probably unless we get to a point where we have a dedicated monetized content channel for Africa where we all can start on the same pedestal and start growing. But that is another topic for another discussion. And then also you need to choose your community. Community, you need to choose your community in the sense that which platform, is it Facebook, is it Instagram, which platform do you have that you are more visible and more vocal? If it's Instagram, concentrate there and build your channel. Know that you are a gamer there and offer them content every day. Every day, there should be go by a content about being game or a screenshot of a gaming or a gaming news that you, you have come and chance upon. Eventually, you become a gaming influencer that is a side hustle. So, your gaming and going to tournament is just an, another step. In your recognition, tournaments and others will bring bring you leaderboard and rankings. But to create money for yourself, there's a lot of work you need to work on yourself, and you need to also collaborate. How anything? Mm, thank you, thank you very much. You've, you've really said a lot. Um, I personally, I've, I've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners have also had a lot. And then also, um, surely learned a lot. So, um, coming to the, the closing stages of the space, if, if you have something that you want to chip in, you can request for the mic. We will allow you to speak. If you've got a question for any of our, um, our speakers as well, we'll give you the chance to speak. Okay, so... Um, FIFA is we just joined. He's also requested for the mic. Uh, FIFA is your your time is now. You could uh, get in your question or your suggestion. Hello. Oh, by the way, I also have some shit to chip in. Oh, oh no wait. problem. Hello. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, um, FIFA, you should kindly uh, give um, Vagante a few minutes to just chip in, and oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you the chance to access. Oh, no, no, he he can speak. Okay, it's, no problem. It's, okay, it's FIFA, you should, we, are, we are listening yeah. to you now. Okay, good evening, everyone, once again. Um, yeah, what I would like yeah. to add is more or less like a suggestion, right? Esports actually is more like a new market that is hitting us, and there's a lot that could be done with it, or that we can all get from it so what i also like to say is that um most of us who play these games you could tell that we have 
things we do like we have jobs we do so more or less like esports is now like our side hustle right is very few of us are now taking it more professional and doing things with it but the suggestion i like to put out is that if you like to play games and you want a side hustle from playing games for example fifa because that's what i do the most um there's this i think that i saw someone do the last time that oh i can play a weekend league for you for like 10 cities or 20 cities 30 cities right you can set up um, a service like that because i see people do it outside ghana they are like oh, okay this weekend for example this weekend i'm not available to play my weekend league so however if i have someone or i hear someone who is rendering that service I'll go in for that person's service because this game is more like you have to play weekend leagues, get packs, get a whole lot and open packs and get players or coins and all a whole lot. So if I have someone who renders that service, like, oh, I, I can play your weekend league for you. I can play your division rivals and get to maybe division two, division three. Why not? I'll go in for that service. And to the person who is rendering that service, that would be your side hustle. I mean, you are maybe a pro player. You, you play your own games, but you can do that as a side hustle. Secondly, um, you can also be good um, with trading in FIFA. Let's say how to trade and get more coins and how to get, uh, give people advice on who to buy, who to sell, when to buy, when to sell and all that. You can master that and also render that service for a fee. People would always look into that or you can even do it as um, a channel or whatever. However you want to put out your service you can just put it out like that. I think these are some of the little things one can also do aside hustle, aside playing the game too, or playing it uh, professionally. Wow, that's that's very very uh, detailed. Thank you, thank you, Pippa. You see for, for, for that, that. That that oh, is then. a super super amazing. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Well, uh, I I, th- I think let let me just make a comment. You know, with regard to foot, okay some of these things um you just have to be a bit careful with it um so for example trading coins is he is officially prohibited right so yeah you can get one you can get back <laughs> yeah exactly and also um i think some of these things uh with regard to running accounts for people and all that um you you may want to check you know the regulations concerning it but obviously i mean there's a black market for some of these things i, I know it happens if, if you're able to capitalize on it and get away with it, fine. But just just be careful. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you for tripping it with that one. Okay. Um, Vegante, if you can trip it with your, your question or your suggestion, the floor is yours now. Uh, yeah, this is um, direct. Uh, this is more directed at what the president of the esports committee was saying. Okay. Okay. So, for example, I want to start at the. I want to start at the uh, the very definition of esports. Um, the esports industry, in and of itself, I would like to leave the definition on the table as participating in tournaments on a professional level to the point where you can compete and you can win. Um, there's no prize money for fourth place onward. So I need us to not diverge too far and focus on the fact that esports as a whole particularly refers to being able to compete with your country with the world for a spot that deems you the best of the best or one of the best 
now moving on from that, um, something I alluded to earlier when I was speaking about the jobs and how my decision to be a voice actor was predetermined. Um, for example, um, when, I, when I used to imitate a lot of the stuff that I did, uh, which was video games, cartoons, other people, none of this had to do with necessarily esports just yet. It's all the gaming industry as a whole. The gaming industry and esports, I would like to draw that line here, are two completely different things. You can't, um, the esports industry is a subsidiary of the gaming industry, but even that, it follows its own rules. I would say there is a lot to be had from gaming, but there isn't necessarily, unless you are the best of the best to be had from esports. And why am I saying this? This links directly into the job opportunities. For example, um, if you're looking for someone, for example, to be a quote unquote doctor for the esports space, you're not going to look for somebody who is a practicing doctor who hasn't got their stuff together. You would look for a doctor. Am I am I am I making sense? The same thing goes for the same thing goes for being a designer. And uh, to hammer on the point of the difference being being able to get your being able to get your overlay ideas from the esports industry, that's an idea from the gaming industry. I don't know if you were here earlier, but you remember Boating uh, that I said something about being able to have more exposure because of the ideas you would get from the esports space. Yeah. Well, that is not directly linked to esports in and of itself because a designer would have the aptitude to make a design from scratch to a specific path. For example, you're not going to use, even though you will get a lot of inf um, inspiration from the overlay that you would see during an esports tournament, it's not the exact same thing you're going to use for a science and math quiz. And I'm hammering on that as well because of the fact that if you take a look at news corporations here and you look at news corporations in the US or in Europe, um, you wouldn't look at their overlays that they have for their TV shows, for their businesses and say, these are bad. But you could look at the previous, like the old science and maths quiz transitions and realize that these are bad. These aren't, these don't necessarily have to do with the esports space. They are more of your thing, your job as a designer happens to get your inspiration from said video game or from said esports and using that to make something better for the science and math quiz teams. So that's, that's something that I wanted to talk about. So it would be more of a job thing that would be your job anyway. That's actually what I said. Um, so that's that's where you could confirm you can confirm these two things now another thing that i wanted to also talk about is that let's take for example i don't want us to look at the esports industry as something that everybody can just look at and capitalize on um, you can look to the gaming industry for that but remember where esports based uh esports is based in competing with the best of the best if you don't consider yourself to be able to compete with the best of the best, that would mean you're falling short in terms of esports. These are nuanced, however, 
and you can fall into things like casting you can fall into things like broadcasting and being a designer for said institutions right so let's keep it within a realistic um, idea having a side hustle under under esports uh the specific example that you gave like having a boot camp for gaming in our current in our current generation or in our current time even in the US um you can't possibly go to someone's parents and tell them hey in the within the area i'm hosting this your kids get to come to my place for 2 weeks i'm going to teach them how to play video games and everybody and everybody's going to be like oh yeah that's fine that's not going to happen um it is a little bit nuanced though because maybe your community knows you very well they know what you do already and you should have something to say for yourself again this is not to um denounce the idea this is to put it within a scope of realism because it is quite difficult the same thing goes with the youtube channel you spoke of um you needing a voice and a persona in order to get your channel out there that is true i very much agree with you on that but even within that space is another nuance which is a mountain of problems that comes with it um i say this because the truth is no you can't just have someone stream for your channel and that's going to make you popular feeding the algorithm and i've learned this the hard way does not make you popular or it does not grow your channel this however does fall apart when you are dealing with a team because for example if play province is an institution and said institution makes content on multiple games such as one on football one on tekken other fighting games stuff like that within said there's a there's a there's a team actually called uh, panda gaming or something like that on youtube it the channel does not belong to one person but each person within the channel uploads something entirely differently this would be the only niche that i would say i can agree with that statement that having multiple people to stream within said channel for different reasons uh, because the team is seen collectively as a channel rather than an individual can succeed however even one person taking over said team can create a disarray within a community that you've built because that's how your youtube channel or your twitch would ever get popular you build a community within you build your niche within a community within a particular gaming community and they all come there because of one person because of another person because of an interaction or because of something you play um the second that's gone people have reason to ignore what you are doing so rather than like rather than just building uh like your your community does not necessarily link directly to your platform your community um your community is based on what you decide to do as a channel what you decide to do as an online as an online identity so yeah what's important is the community that you choose to appeal to for example um 
I wanted to make much more fighting game content on my channel. But um, the fighting game community in and of itself is quite niche. However, when I started talking about things like Final Fantasy and doing, doing analysis videos and theory crafting, that netted me thousands and thousands of views over the, over the course of time. Every video that I'm likely to post relating to Final Fantasy news or content or theory crafting is most likely going to get more than 5,000 views each time. And this alone has netted me 200 plus subscribers because people come there for one thing and one thing alone. That would be Final Fantasy news. The people that are there for fighting game content are not people that are there to see Final Fantasy. And because of this, when, for example, I'm, when I decide that at any point in time, okay, I have made my content this for a while, now I want to do more fighting game content on the same channel. This is going to have like this is not this is not a theory. This is not a this is not a I'm not talking, excuse me to say, I'm not talking out of my ass for this. What's gonna happen is that people are gonna look at your diversion, are gonna ask themselves, was I here for the for the content or was I here for the person? The people that watch you are there for you and who you are as a persona, who you, who you are as a person and the content you create. But you are also going to leave behind the people that were there for your kind of content. This will happen. And this can be either 60% of your watch base or 20% of your watch base. And you go on to the next thing and it, it's going to repeat itself until you've built a community of people that are there for you. Then you can do anything you want because they're going to support you. But that's also talking about the content creation aspect, which in and of itself would be completely different from esports. There's only a few people that I know that actually back backbone off, um, or should I say, backstep off of their esports careers to, into content creation, and it's usually the pros. For example, if I I can literally ask you a question, and I I don't think I'll get a straight answer. Have you ever gone to YouTube? And the first thing that you looked up is Sonic Fox's YouTube channel. I am quite sure that as popular as he may be, a lot of people haven't subscribed to his YouTube channel because people don't look at Sonic Fox and be like, I'm going to subscribe to his YouTube channel because he's a pro gamer. No, people are going to look at his content. If they find him funny, it doesn't matter if he's good at the game or not. People are going to watch him. If he's good at the game, people are going to look for moments that he plays said game in his content or in his streams. So what I'm trying to say here is the two are very different. The only person who I've seen successfully do that is um, Nian Kudans from Tekken. And there's actually a few others. Um, there's Pandaman K, um, but these are names that I'm sure that not all of us know. But this is the reality of the whole thing. The job would be your career if you wish to divert it to focus more on people who are in the esports community or in the gaming industry that is going to be that is going to make sure that the esports in and of itself is always going to be a side hustle unless you are the one competing and if you decide to become for example a doctor or a designer for 
said specific esports that would mean that the years of experience that you have amassed are not only for the sake of designing graphics and the likes of those for tv shows for different banks and companies it would be within said gaming industry for example i'm a voice actor i can i can be um i've been called recently to actually voice over for an animation that's going to be released episodically but other than that um leading up until this time what i've been doing are adverts for kek no one is going to look up vegante and say this guy should be a voice actor for the next main character in solo leveling that's not going to happen because it would be the first it will be for example even though not the first time i'm going to be voice acting it's going to be the first time that you're voice acting in a video game i hope i'm making sense but that's what i've been trying to say this entire time right esports is solid it's specifically about participating on the big stage and making your name the branches are a few but the gaming industry itself is also a big venue with its own opportunities that can be capitalized on, not necessarily esports. We shouldn't be so hyperfixated and tunnel visioned on esports in and of itself that you're going to market the gaming industry to be only esports because you're going to lose a lot of people that way. It's something I've seen. It's the reason why people don't even like fighting games because people look at that and go like, that looks difficult. I don't want to do that but it is pretty cool to watch. You are alienating said people from interacting with the industry because you're too hyperfixated on one aspect of the industry. But that's what I wanted to contribute. Well, uh, uh, thank, thank you a lot, Veganti. Wow, that was, that was I, I should say, um, a different from all, all what I've had today. Um, so it's still, it's still the esports and, and its side hustles. Um, everybody has said a lot. I think the only person who's requested a mic and hasn't um, gotten the chance to speak is Fish. Uh, so Fish, um, final chance to switch up in your, your suggestion or your question. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Um, good evening to each and everyone of you on this space. And um, I think one of the speakers touched on the fact that um, if you are planning on dropping esports aside your job, then that's a no-no. And I think I side with the speaker because for me, I don't know about others, but for me, esports has really helped me a lot. When it comes to um, taking away stress, Ali. When you are back from job, you know the stress alone is is not is not easy. Charlie. You work jump on your console and then you try to you thank know, you. Okay, then it takes off a lot of stress. So I think that that's a, a big thing that we should all you know venture into. So that's that's my submission that I would like to you know. Hello? Hello? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, okay. So I think that's my submission. That's my, that's all right, my... all right, all right. Um, um, thank you, Fish. I think that was also important to get 
to get out there. Now, I think everybody that has spoken has has really impacted the space in the sense that we've had diverse views. I feel like what, what Vegante said in those final moments changed our minds. It also impacted a lot of knowledge about the gaming industry and the esports. I feel like, in fact, the next week we should be doing is is the difference between the gaming industry and then the esports industry. I think uh, they, they, we need some clarity with that. So um, thank you, Vegante. We want to say thank you to uh, Mr. Quisi, who spoke a lot. We want to say thank you to Fish, who added his, his contribution at the final moment. Mr. Kovna also impacted a lot of uh, knowledge into us. I feel like he also attacked it from uh, at different angles. Vespa also chipped in with uh, something that he's, he's also gotten from esports. Before he's also gave us that interesting, interesting way of capitalizing on on your your skills as as a FIFA player. Um, so we want to say thank you for joining the space. It has been another wonderful space. But now um, I'll throw back to our host to 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 conclude everything. Okay, it seems like Kalu Kalu's Kalu's network is not good. So um Okay. Um I didn't hear what you said. That that was why. Ah, okay. I was like um almost, we've almost done everything, but I think you have uh something final to chip in with uh, ultimate battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um to everyone on the space, tomorrow is um the second match between Accra and Kumasi. If you missed out on the first match, you can also check out our YouTube channel and our Twitter and also you will get the link um, to the first match so that you can watch. Um, I don't want to spoil any... Um, I don't want to give any results here because I would like you to check it out yourself. I would like you to feel the suspense if you didn't watch the first match. Okay, so our next match will be between... Um, a player from Canvic Records and Lawrence. Lawrence is one of the players I played when I participated in the Kumasi tournament. He's a very, very good player, a top player, but he doesn't have um, an esports team that he's signed to. So I think this will be a great opportunity for him to show and uh, showcase his talent to the world and, and to the esports teams that are looking for good players out there. So I would like everyone to like and retweet um, that post in uh, on our dashboard and we watch out for the match tomorrow. Okay, so we thank everyone for joining the space today. We thank our guests for um, um, accepting our, our honorable request. We thank our speakers too that contributed on the space. We learned a lot. We've taken a lot of notes and we 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 would be hoping to hear from you people next week on our next topic that is yet a uh, thing to be decided so um to everyone good night and um i think i think they started the man you match so we do go do against so <laughs> <today>. uh, <laughs> okay so bye